0: evening, church. Turn with me, if you would, in your Bibles to John chapter 3. Today, as we gather on this Good Friday, I want to highlight the Word of God in order to wrestle with a new way of thinking about a familiar passage in Scripture. Some of you might even be tempted to check out during this time, but I would encourage you to lean in. Over the next few minutes, I hope to challenge how you think about what you know. John 3.16 says this, For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. Pray with me. Father God, in this time, we ask for your wisdom. We ask for the guidance of your Holy Spirit to consider what you have to teach us in your word. As we reflect on today, this day that our Savior gave of himself, went to the cross and died for us. May our hearts grab hold of that truth and hold on to it as we consider your word here in John 3.16 today. For your glory and your honor, in the name of Jesus. Amen. For God so loved the world. So often we think of that and simple that simple statement as God so loved the world. Highlighting the greatness and the grandness of God's love. Hear me when I say that I believe that to be true. But church, what if we read that part of John 3.16 like this? For God so loved the world. Or thus loved. Or in this way loved the world. It helps us to rethink the way we see love In the heart of God, through his son Jesus, as a stark contrast to the love culture tries to sell us, God's love says, look to the cross, but the world's love says, look to self. Without raising any hands, how many of you can think of a show or a movie that you absolutely love? By by way of confession, minus (laughs) Braveheart. Now, for those of you that know that movie, please don't judge me. Um, God's working on my sanctification. But how about feeling loved when it's your birthday, and your spouse or your family brings out your favorite cake or, or your favorite meal? You know, that meal you just love. Or how unloved, do you feel, without that preferential treatment on your day? I love my sports. I love my truck. I love pizza. I'd be half tempted to give a little bit of an amen there, but we'll we'll just keep going. Family, here's, here's the mic drop that I want you to hear, okay? That is not... Biblical love. Don't hear me say that enjoying pizza or appreciating your family's affections is wrong, but rather see the culture, the world in our hearts. The world's love hinges on the emotional well being of me, my preferences. When I'm happy and I'm satisfied, I I feel love, so warm and cuddly. Oh, I'd love me some love, right? When I'm upset, though, or challenged, even, my sentiment is that I am unloved, or worse yet, y'all just hating on me. Here is the reality. All of us, if we're willing to be honest, heavily weigh love based on what we get. Okay, now that I've got some of you a little worked up, it's feeling a little warm in here, let's take a look back at the text, John 3.16. For God so loved, for God loved in, in this way, The world. As I typically think about the world here in John 3, I tend to think more completely about my world work, home, family. God's love is not just about me, it's so much bigger than that. Let's raise our heads up from some navel-gazing, and let's get practical. And I would dare say even ruffle some feathers here. That guy, in a dress, needs your biblical love to understand God's love for him. Mother, that single mom of three kids needs your biblical love to just make it through the day. Biblical love leads you to really wrestle with, is God leading you to go on that missions trip to Brazil, to Haiti, to Mexico, to Coleman, When was the last time you really considered the lost? The broken? The different for me? Sinners in need of a Savior. People living in desperation to fill a God-shaped hole right through the center of their lives. Maybe look at the person next to you and say he's talking to you okay don't <laughs> don't do that see we got some wives kind of side-eyeing their husbands here just let's not actually what happens is we look at the world's way of fulfilling that desperation the way that they look at love and we see it and we say yeah it makes sense to me it feels good when i'm treated nice when nothing shakes my comfort, when I prioritize self-care and consider my self-worth. Do you guys hear the buzzwords there? Aren't they familiar to all of us? The world says me as the priority. My wants, my importance, my passions... Just consider, if you would, the messaging that we hear in in the entertainment that we watch or the commercials that we see. You deserve it. You're better having it. Without it, you're missing out. It's not going to let you down. Your life will be less The message is take, get, consume. But here is what's left out, the truth. It is only in God's definition of love that real satisfaction is found. But looking back at God's word, God shows his love in this way to the world. He gave. But but not just gave, gave his only son. This is the great rift that we see between the love of the world and the love of God. People choose to believe But God gives us the great example. Love is not about the emotional feel-good getting of something nice. It is the willful giving of what means the utmost to me. God and God alone shows us the true and perfect meaning of love sacrifice God the father looked down through the ages and saw the love of man my love and your love selfishness pride lust sin he saw the great chasm between his perfect love for us and his presence And he knew there was only one way to bridge the gap. Jesus. Love on the cross. Sacrifice does not mean losing, church. We cannot forget the last line of the verse. Look at it here. There's a promise that whoever believes in Him, should not perish but have eternal life. God gave His Son so that we could be the benefactors of something so much greater than the world's love. Not eternal separation from Him, but rather instead eternal life with Him. True love gives of itself to the great benefit of others. It does not take for itself. Brothers and sisters, today is a remembrance of God's love, a truth to take deep into our hearts and hold on to. Our sin required the death of Jesus, but it was his sacrificial love that kept him on that path. An act of the will expressed in obedience to the Father. Nails did not hold Jesus to the cross. Love did. True Beaten, bloody, and bruised, Jesus hung there by choice. The prayer of his heart echoing from the garden, Father, if you are willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. Through the pain and suffering, our selfish desires required his love for us, shown in a blinding display as he advocated for us. Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Our wretchedness required the perfect love of God in the perfect love of Jesus to be paid in the only way that it could be by the perfect sacrifice. Love does not take, it gives. Love hanging from a cross of condemnation for our sin, blood. And tears in pools at his feet, feverish and expended in the most brutal, torturous form ever conceived by self serving man. Then Jesus, calling with a loud voice, said, Father, into your hands I commit. My spirit, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. Glorious Father, we cannot possibly understand the cost of your Son in our place on the cross. But our request, Lord, is that you would show us, that you would help us to be thankful and grateful for that great and awesome cost. The love that you showed for us Lost, broken sinners. That your Son Jesus died for us. That his love, his willingness to give of himself for us, shows us what true love is. We give you all the glory, Lord God. Jesus' name.